Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. So this week, both questions are about bossiness and basically some strong-willed toddlers. So, but for the questions this week, the first question is from Jessica. And she said, my daughter is a year and a half and she's already showing attributes of bossiness and attitude. And I would like to use positive effectiveness to handle it. But with her being so young and limited vocabulary, I'm not sure how to approach it. She also has meltdowns when she doesn't get her way and hits when she gets angry, which I use the term that gentle touches are need to be used. It has worked, but we're still working on it. And her daycare has brought to my attention that she doesn't share often, but she is an only child. Toddlers can have a lot of attitude. I'll talk about that first. Then I'll talk about the tantrums, the hitting, and the sharing. A lot to touch on here. So I'll only be able to graze the surface on each of these, but enough to build a deeper understanding and a few places to start. When it comes to dealing with attitude, it's really about coaching. Even at these really young ages, we set boundaries around what behavior is acceptable and what is not. It's okay and it's actually good for toddlers to have their own ideas about what they want. This is their push for independence. They're realizing that they're separate with separate wants and needs and they're learning how to set their own boundaries and articulate to the world what they want and need. We want our children to be able to do this, but we want them to know how to do it respectfully. So this is what we need to work on with them, teaching them tone of voice and setting some boundaries around what they can and cannot expect, as well as asking once and then taking no for an answer. So for instance, I remember when my oldest son used to give me choices. He was so used to getting choices, I guess he thought that it was okay to give me choices. Now I can't remember any of the exact scenarios, but let's just say for instance, it was something like he would say to me, you can give me the red lollipop or the blue lollipop, mama. And I had to tell him, no, I don't have to give you any lollipops. Moms give kids choices. Kids don't give moms choices, but that was a nice try. We only had this exchange a couple times and then he learned. And as he got older, I kind of explained that adults have more experience in the world and that it's our job to guide our children towards making good choices and having good life skills and setting up good habits, that that's a parent's job but that parents are already pretty well set and we guide ourselves at a certain point that he will, the same that he will do when he's an adult. But when kids and toddlers are using a disrespectful tone, 
That's where you want to correct them. You want to correct them on the tone, not necessarily on the question. So say something like, if you would like an answer from me, I need you to talk to me with a respectful tone like this. And then you want to give the exact example. May I please have the truck from the shelf? Then have them repeat it. And you can have them repeat it several times at the first time, because a lot of times the first time it'll still be kind of grumpy or angry or demanding. It could still have some demanding tone in it. You want to have them repeat it several times until they bring that tone down to a more respectful level. Then you give positive feedback for the change of tone. Thank you for asking me in such a nice way. That was very respectful. Then you give the answer that you would normally give. You already gave positive feedback for the tone. So if the truck is broken and that's why it's up on the shelf and it needs to be fixed before they can play with it, or if it's dinner time and a cookie is just not an option, no matter how nice they ask, that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to give in just because your child now asked you nicely. I'm sorry, honey, the truck is still broken. We'll get that fixed tomorrow so you can play with it then. No, sweetie, it's just too close to dinner for a cookie, but let's have a good, healthy dinner, and then we'll have a cookie after. Now, the meltdowns over not getting their own way is usually a manipulative tantrum, but not always. Manipulative or not, it doesn't mean giving in. If it's a true tantrum, it means they're truly beside themselves and they cannot calm down. So at this age, for either type of tantrum, you're going to offer empathy for their feelings without giving in. I understand you want to run into the street for the ball, but it's dangerous. Your dad or I will get the ball in a minute once it's safe. Or I understand you're very sad we can't go to the park right now, but grandma is on her way over to visit. You want to allow her to have her feelings without rescuing or giving in. Rescuing means giving her what she wants so that, the, so that she'll stop having the tantrum. When we rescue, we just teach our kids that if they have a tantrum, they throw a fit, they're going to get their way. So we end up rewarding the behavior, and then of course we make it worse the next time. You want to give your child time to work through it, to work through those feelings. These are giving them opportunities to learn, to handle their tough feelings, and move on. If it's a true tantrum, this is where they have a really difficult time calming down. You want to offer to be there to help them calm down. I know you're having a hard time accepting that we can't go to the park right now. Would you like me to hold you while you calm down? If it's a manipulative tantrum, after the original empathy, you can just ignore it. You want to teach that any kind of outburst for not getting our way is just not acceptable. And the class on tantrums goes into a lot more details on both of these types of tantrums, especially the true tantrums. But it, the class on tantrums goes into a lot more details on both of these types of tantrums, but especially the true tantrums. These are the ones where they just cannot get calmed down. So I talk a lot about why they happen, ways to help toddlers build their brain development and emotion skills so that they can learn to share these big emotions more effectively without the meltdowns. I also go into a little bit more detail on manipulative tantrums and a few more steps on those as well, why they happen, and those you can just get knocked out of the park with the empathy and the ignoring. Those will go away really quickly because they just aren't getting any payback. They're looking for payback. They're looking for you to give in. They're looking for attention. If they don't get that, they're going to go away. As far as the sharing, this is a skill that takes a really good foundation of social and emotional skills that children don't begin to develop until around the ages of three to three and a half. They're at a very different developmental stage at a year and a half. This is the stage of development of self. So the concept of sharing is just way over their heads. 
And I really wish all people who worked with young children understood more about child development so they aren't expecting kids to exhibit certain behaviors they just aren't ready for. Will some toddlers share? Sure they will, but these are usually the more easygoing kids who just don't care or get as deeply focused on a toy. It's not necessarily because they're better at sharing or because they're understanding empathy at a year and a half. So hopefully your daycare will be receptive to this information. In the classes you're developing infant, toddler, and preschooler, I talk about all this stuff, about where children are at each stage of development in all these areas, their physical development, their cognitive development, their language, social, emotional, and how to support their development in each of these areas, as well as any red flags by age that would indicate that your child is falling behind. So if you want more information on this or tantrums, go to yourvillageonline.com. You can go to the toddler page to see samples of all the classes for toddlers, including your developing toddler, your developing preschooler, and tantrums. There's also the infants page, the school age page, and the teens and tweens page. And of course, the memberships come with all the classes. I just have them divided up by age groups. So a parent with a particular age child can see the classes that are related to that age group all in one place. Our next question is from Rhea. She says, hi, Erin. Thank you for your encouraging podcasts. I listen to them when I work out, and it's been such a huge help. You help me look at our children in new ways. I have a three-year-old and a four-month-old. I've been feeling very defeated lately because even before the baby was born, my older one has been an alpha and battling us. Now that she's three and the baby has come into the picture, it's become worse. I've been listening to your courses on power struggles and toddler misbehavior and trying to instill and model that. One thing I don't know how to handle is, especially in the house, she asks me to hold my hand everywhere or asks for help in every little thing that I know she can do. I've told her I would love to help you, but I know you're able to do this on your own, and then I encourage her when she does, but it just continues, and then she just starts screaming and waking our baby because we have a small house. She constantly asks for help in a whining voice and has power struggles, which we try to deflate with your advice. We are feeling very defeated and just feel like using spankings or timeouts, but I want to persevere using your methods because I know our daughter is very alpha. We want to show love and patience, but it's so hard lately. Please help us with new ways. I feel like almost every interaction I try to look at as positive, but is a constant letdown, and I just brace myself because it's a power struggle all the time. So Rhea has another great question about a very strong-willed toddler, a bossy toddler, and I'm going to answer her question when we come back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. 
Visit homethreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Now that we're back, after the break from our sponsor, I'm going to get into answering Rhea's question about her very demanding, very strong-willed toddler. Okay, so what I this is what I see happening. I think your oldest is feeling insecure with the arrival of the baby. Now, that's pretty obvious. She wants to make sure she's still important to you, and so she's seeking attention in negative ways. Now, even with working on fixing these negative behaviors, so far it's not addressing her underlying need to feel needed. So this is why she's being so persistent with this behavior. Now, don't feel bad about that. Kids can be pretty needy and every kid is different. So it just happens that she needs a lot of extra reassurance. Once she feels that, her behavior will shift. So I think the best place to focus on, now keep working on these other behaviors too, the way you have, you've been doing some great stuff. You wanna set the boundaries about unacceptable behaviors, but also understand what her underlying need is. What she's really trying to communicate to you is that I need love right now. So you wanna work on lots of positive reinforcements for her when she does behave well, whether it's helpful, kind, mature, that type of stuff. You wanna let her know that you appreciate her, that you appreciate what she's doing, that you appreciate her being helpful, being such a big helper, such a mature child. Point out all of the things that she can do that her baby sister cannot do. Based on her personality, will really take to this. She wants to be seen and heard for who she is. And because she is so dominant, she will love to take on a leadership role in this. So you can pull her into helping with things around the house. Things like, can you help me move the laundry over? You're so big now that you can do so many helpful things. How about if I hand it to you and you put it in the dryer? Then you want to give positive feedback for the help. You're helping her help you with a meal, even if it's something that isn't particularly helpful. 
Give her a soft carrot, like a boiled carrot. Have her cut it up into slices. Um, so many things that she can do to help out. I think she would absolutely love it. You give positive feedback for the help. You want to spend some time with her one-on-one. It can be small, reading a book, playing a game she likes, playing with toys she likes. If you can get on an outing with her without the baby, just go to the park. Um, now that things are opening up and not going to the grocery store, don't know if she'll wear a mask or not at this age, but getting her out and about and being a really big helper. So getting her out with you, just spending that special time with just you and her or her and her dad will really help. This bit of personal attention goes a really long way. What are you doing with your stuffed animals? Can I help? What can I do? When you're coming into her play the way that she is playing, it says to her that you're really interested in her and what she's doing. That will be huge. That's a huge boon to her self-esteem and her feeling needed and wanted. Also for Rhea and any other parents struggling with this, especially with a new sibling, the class Siblings Without Rivalry is really helpful to cut down on this rivalry, especially when you're bringing a new baby into the house, because there can be just a lot of jealousy around that, feeling replaced, feeling misplaced, because babies need a lot of attention. So there's a lot of different things in there, a lot of different steps, exactly how to introduce a baby into the family so that the other child doesn't feel like they're just coming in and here's this new baby to help facilitate a really strong relationship from the beginning, how to help that older child feel just as important as they always did. I remember how much I worried about this with my kids because Carter was only not even two years old yet and we didn't bring a baby home. We brought two babies home. So that was a lot. And so I worked with these a lot and we've really, my children have extremely strong relationships with each other. There's still some bickering, of course. The oldest, Carter and his younger sister, have the most contentious relationship, of course, because the two boys connect over boy things and Chandler and Taylor connect over being twins in the same age. So their relationship is more contentious and it's one that we've always focused on as a family, helping them connect. Our kids have really amazing relationships with each other because of the way that we've really helped coach them, help them work things out, help them see each other and understand each other. And I love the way that these kids play and connect together when they're in this great space. Okay, so a little bit more for Rhea I want to get into also. If you can, meaning you aren't carrying a pile of dishes from the table or something, this is about the hand holding, how she wants to hold your hand all the time. If you can do it, do it. It's her way of looking for connection, and that connection will go a long way in curbing the other negative behaviors to get attention. If it's a moment when you can spare a few minutes, you can even ask her if she'd like to cuddle for a few minutes or read a book or some other activity. Again, getting that positive connection. But if you're busy and you can't hold her hand in that moment, it's okay to let her know, I'm on my way to the kitchen to work on some dishes. Would you like to come with me and visit with me while I do them? Why don't you sit here and we'll chat together? I'd love your company. This, again, will do so much for helping her feel secure and you'll find her becoming more independent in no time because she's getting the connection she needs. She'll then go off and start working on her independence. Continue giving the positive feedback when she is independent, like you have been. This is great. This is 
just going to continue to help her. Also encourage her to do the things on her own you know she can do. I know you can pull your own pants down for potty. It's very helpful when you do this because it gives me more time to do what I need to now so I can have more time to do fun things with you later. Hopefully she gets going with this. Depending on how hard she pushes back, you can decide if it's something you want to you just want to do for her or you want her to do on her own and you can set the boundary hard when you want or you can help her out as you work on her feeling more secure, knowing it's a phase once she feels more secure. If then you want to start setting the boundaries around that, you can do that. You'll feel it out seeing how the situation is, seeing when you can start backing off from that. The other option, setting up positive consequences. So for her doing something on her own, she gets something positive at the end, but it's related. It's a consequence of what's happening. Once you finish going potty all on your own, we can have a few minutes to read together, right? Because you're not helping her through the potty process. That frees up a couple minutes for you. You're changing a diaper, maybe something else. You have a few minutes to spend a little bit of time with her. It's not a bribe. It's done in that way that the time she uses to be independent is time that frees up you to do something with her. Sit down for a snack, real or pretend, right? Five minutes of reading, snuggling, looking at pictures together, something like that. Also, think of just giving her that reassurance of holding hands. Spending those little moments together when you can will greatly increase her feelings of security, feeling needed and loved. A lot of this behavior should fall away pretty quickly. So as always, everyone, stay safe and healthy. I know we're all starting to get out there more. I know we're starting to see a second wave in some of these places, so just stay safe and healthy. And if you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.